is a Packers fan, it is Black Monday. Something I don't think we expected to be talking about today. I know I didn't. But the reality is it's here. What an incredible weekend of divisional round football playoffs. I mean, there's a reason that the NFL is king, and this weekend was it. I mean, if you are just a fan of football, it was an unbelievably special weekend. Every team had a walk-off win. Everyone. It, it was it was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, unfortunately, the team that we were following had a walk-off loss. In the snow, in their conditions, in a perfect situation, it was a walk-off loss and an absolute gut punch. And uh, yesterday, for those that follow and those that uh, followed it, I appreciate it, but uh, I sat down. I was It was funny because I woke up uh, yesterday morning, and it was still still somewhat surreal that uh, that the Packers lost. I, I just it, it's it's not whining, it's not crying about it. It's just there's a reality to all of this, and the reality was that the Packers were this team, this juggernaut that was supposed to be getting all these guys back. And I kept saying it feels too good to be real. Don't pinch me and wake wake me up, and the 49ers certainly did. But the the things that we winning cures a lot and i get this a lot and i'm gonna I, this is where i wag my finger a little bit so pardon me but i'm going to when the packers get wins and i say this didn't look right that didn't look right this is problematic that's problematic and i get i get this all the time oh my god it sounds like they lost what's wrong with you it's a win yeah it's a win but when we talk about the same thing over and over again and there's a problem and you can see it, at some point you know that problem will be exploited by a really good coach. And that problem was initiated in San Francisco when they had the walk-off field goal. And at the time, I had said the right side of the offensive line looked bad. The blocking was bad. That kick was almost blocked. And I got FU'd. I got they won. You're always a downer. And I, I, I'm like, okay, you know, look, hey, they're winning football games. I'm going to pick them to win. I pick them to, I picked them to win by 10. But I, it, it's always a punch in the face when you go, I should have stuck with my gut. Because there's always a reality to some things. And we talked about it all season long, how bad the special teams have been. And not only were they exploited, they were embarrassed. Absolutely, positively embarrassed. Matt LaFleur, not Mo Drayton. Matt LaFleur should be ashamed of himself. He was outcoached. He was outschemed. And for a guy that knew the problems, he was asked about it continuously. And Red China, they keep talking about, well, we're doing this, we'll do that. I'm going to put starters out there. Well, we're going to get that fixed. I'm going to do that. You, know, no, you didn't do anything. You changed a few guys around, but, you know, you didn't do anything. And you saw the same problems again, and you got exploited, and you got beat. Now, go to the second portion of this. They could have won 
had the defense played the way they did and the offense played the way they were capable of. And the special teams would have been bad and they still would have won the game. They could have won the game had the offense been bad and the special teams been good enough, mistake-free. They could have won the game. But you couldn't fail in two phases of the game and say defense go win a, a, a game. The defense did everything they could, everything they could to win that to win that ball game, everything they could. Now the next question is, what about Aaron Rodgers and what about the future? Um, I, I'll admit, and and I I have been defensive of this for a long time. That I've always said, look, Aaron Rodgers. You go through the NFC Championship games. You know, this game wasn't his fault. That game wasn't his fault. Defense was bad. They couldn't stop the run. He willed them there. They shouldn't have been in an NFC Championship game. You know, go back to 2014. You know, Julius Peppers telling Morgan Burnett to go down. Clay Matthews pulling himself out of the game. Bostic going up to get the ball when they told him not to. All those things out of Aaron Rodgers' control. Last year and this year, Rodgers was a, a sub-performer. You know what he reminded me of? A great regular season Dan Marino who couldn't win a championship. Is he nothing more than Dan Marino with one ring? Because what I saw yesterday with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, what we saw with Joe Burrow, what we saw with Jimmy Garoppolo, what we saw with Tom Brady, what we saw with Matthew Stafford, was great quarterback play when they needed him the most. Dink, dunk, tight end, wide receiver, back out of the backfield, whatever it is they could do, scramble, run, throw sidearm, almost submarine, anything and everything to will your team to victory. And instead we saw Aaron Rodgers again. Uh, granted, um, you know, some of the guys, Lazard was covered and Cobb was covered, but you're going to throw a double-team coverage to Devontae Adams, completely downfield, third and 10, third and 11, third and five, go deep, same old crap. Doesn't work, but you're going to continue to do it. Now, uh, I am not going to say that's all on Aaron Rodgers. Because obviously the plays are being called to send them downfield, uh, also, Matt LaFleur, you had an offensive line that was pretty damn good all season long, even though it was patchwork. I get it. You get some of your starters back, but those starters weren't ready to play. It was obvious. Rodgers was under pressure all day long. They got their asses whipped in the trenches. And you didn't make an adjustment. Not Yash Nyman, who had done yeoman's work all season long, sat on the bench. Sat on the bench. You know, I, we can talk about Mo Drayton all you want, but this one, to me, put it right at the feet of Matt LaFleur and right at the lack of performance from Aaron Rodgers. Mo Drayton, that, that, that special team stinks. I, hands down. Hands down. But everything else, nah. Yash Nyman never saw a snap. Never saw a snap. Billy Turner and Dennis Kelly were your two guys. Billy Turner coming back from injury. Dennis Kelly, a wily veteran, but you had been running with other guys, and they'd been pretty solid, and you went with those two guys, and 
pressure was coming from everywhere. They couldn't handle Bosa. They couldn't handle the rush up the gut. I, You know, it is what it is. Um, you know, and, and again, let me, let me say this, the, the fumble of Mercedes Lewis reminded me a lot. And I said it at the time, reminded me a lot of the fumble of Aaron, Aaron Jones the year prior in the NFC championship game against Tom Brady and company. It just took the wind out of your sails. That's when, that's when your quarterback need, that's when your leader needs to step up and say, it's done. Let, who cares? Let's go. And instead, he he is now uh, nobody's ever won a game or lost a game because of body language. But when you look at Mahomes and you look at Allen and you look at Stafford and you look at Burrow and you look and Burrow got sacked nine times, never fumbled, never threw it away, you know, into the uh, into the opponent's arms. Just it got the hell beat out of him and got up, was clapping his hands. Come on, let's go. You don't see that. You see all these rolling of the eyes and. This walk off with your head down, body language, worst body language guy ever. Whether that's swagger, arrogance, whatever you want to call it. So I put a poll question out the other day and uh, right after the the show the other night. And I said, do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be back? And... 75% 75% of you said, no, you don't think he's going to be back. Now, my next question was, and I put that up this morning, do you want Aaron Rodgers back? This is the way it's going to happen. If you are Brian Gutekinds, you're probably, you've pretty much mended fences with, with Aaron Rodgers. So you're probably calling him up. You're probably saying, hey, or you're seeing him, you know, at the building. It, you know, rough, I get it, tough day, you know, hey, Take some time. Let's uh, let's get together. What do you need from me? What do you want from me? You know, that's the first thing. If you truly are going to mend fences, then you say, what do you need from me? Aaron's probably going to say, I need some time. I'm going to go think. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go, you know, pontificate about whatever. Okay. And then what you do is you call him up and you say, okay, one, do you want to play? Yes, I want to play football. Okay, great. Secondly, um, this is our situation. I need you to take a pay cut and a substantial pay cut, not like a couple million. I need you to take a substantial, maybe to go three years, 90 million bucks, fully guaranteed, but uh, the base salary in this thing is going to be minimal. And if Rogers is going to do it, then you've got money to, in some way, shape, or form, to start to scrimp and save and put some things together. And uh, But you're going to have to gut this, this roster, and you're going to have to say this is what it is. Because we are, we, we we went all in. Can't afford Devondre Campbell. Can't afford uh, Devontae Adams. Some of these guys making buku money. Can't afford Zadarius Smith. Preston Smith for the money. Are we going to pay that? Do we ask Preston to take a pay cut? Do, do I mean, all these guys are probably going to be asked, hey, this is the situation. This is where we're at. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay or if you're going to go? Devondre Campbell's earned his money. Then you got to pay Jair. You got him coming up on contract. You got some guys that you need that you can't let get into that final year. So you need to make some moves. And you you look at Aaron and go, starts with you, man. Let us know. I'm not being a jerk to tell you to pay, take a pay cut because you didn't win. I'm I'm telling you this is the reality of where we're at. You want to be in on decisions. You want to be and, and feel as if you're part of management. This is what we have to deal with. This is what we got to do. 
You can't be a guy. You can't look at us and say, I want all the money and I want the championship and keep everybody because it just doesn't work that way. You know, they lost a lot of defenders in Kansas City because of Patrick Mahomes' contract. Patrick Mahomes still willed that team to an NFC or an AFC championship game. You know, and there, there's some decisions that have to be made. But as a fan, I look at it as if this was the end, if I woke up on Sunday morning and the era of Hall of Fame quarterback play in Green Bay is over, I think back to 2014 when they were the better team and they should have won a Super Bowl. I think back to 1996 and 97. They were the better team. They should have beat Denver. Just really, really arrogant. There should be four Super Bowls in that 30-year that span. And there aren't. There's failures. Two successes, don't get me wrong. And a lot of franchises can't say that. So, I mean, I, I get it. Look, Bears fans are going, oh, you know, 30 years, Hall of Fame quarterback play and only two championships. Show us what you got. You haven't won anything since 85. Vikings fans, go polish your trophy case. Use a lot of Windex because that's all that's in there is windows. That's it. There's nothing there. So I'm not worried about what others say. But as a Packers fan, for what the level of success and expectation is, it's it's disappointing. And now, <laughs> and now it's about to get real disappointing if indeed you are on the Jordan Love bandwagon. Aaron Rodgers has made me look incredibly smart for many years now because I always, just in meeting the guy, talking to the guy, watching him play, he's made me look smart because of the ability that he has. He's, he's the mechanically, knowledge-wise, he's the smoothest quarterback ever. I think, he, I think a lot of the time he kind of gets in his own way. Saturday night was one of them. But don't sit here and tell me as a, as a fan, well, they're going to win without him. We'll build a defense. No, you won't. Tell me a team that just built a defense without somewhat of a quality quarterback. Garoppolo is probably the worst quarterback in the postseason right now. But Burrow rose to prominence. Josh Allen, he made his bones. Patrick Mahomes, oh, bad. oh yeah. Matthew Stafford, always been a good quarterback, just needed a good team. Tom Brady brought him back. Tom Brady, going to be 45 this upcoming year. He brought that team back to where Stafford had to go and make a perfect throw downfield to hit him up. What a battle. Rodgers, he went quietly into that good night. But if you think Jordan Love's going to suddenly walk through the door and be good, no way. No way. I'll give you a five-year bet right now that this team does not reach an NFC championship game. Give you a five-year bet right now. A lot of money on it because it's not happening. Not with Jordan Love, it's not. So where to go from here? 877-867-1670. That's the opening statements. That's it. And there's a lot of now what if and what will be. Stay tuned. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
It's a snap, high snap, placement made, kick end over end to the uprights, and it is good. The San Francisco 49ers advance with a 13-10 victory over the Green Bay Packers. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show, we are glad to hear you. All of you chiming in, whether it's over on the Bud Light live stream, where you can follow us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, YouTube, and you can subscribe for free and watch the program and such over there. You can chime in on the live stream there as well. Uh, but that's where uh, so many of you have found us. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. I, I put it out there, look, um, this this whole thing about quality quarterbacks and just building a defense in today's day and age, uh, and I always get the, well, Trent Dilfer did it. Stop it. The rules have changed. It is a offensive-driven league. It's few and far between at this point if you think you're going to get there with a very average quarterback. you got to have an above-average quarterback at best to get to a Super Bowl. And then you have to have all the right pieces in place around him. You have to have a good run game, good offensive line, really good defense. Can it be done? Sure, it can be done. Nothing's impossible. But don't tell me year in and year out you're going to war with Trent Dilfer. And you think that every year you've got an opportunity because he's being named in the same echelon as Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, hell, even Dak Prescott, who I never think will reach a Super Bowl. Go on and on and on. So it, it it's don't tell me that. The anomaly is, yes, you can do that once, but that's not going to be good. You're not going to be consistent. Because you know why? Because that team was a one-off. Because they put it all together monetarily for one year, and it it went all apart. And it was it was gone. Prior to that and after that, it was gone. Where in this particular case, you've had continued success, and you've had a legitimate shot at getting there with tweaks year in and year out. Now, the shame of it is that Ted Thompson didn't go all in. Ted Thompson had opportunities, didn't do it. He tried to fit square pegs in round holes. I'm not going to sit here and bash on a man being dead, but the bottom line was he put one hell of a team together early and then sat on his ass and on his laurels after that. You got Brian Gutekinst, who, for the most part, has put together a pretty solid team. The late-round draft choices have not necessarily panned out to give you that cheap depth that you need. And some of the guys you're relying on, just they're not, they're not that damn good. But he filled the bill with guys like Whitney Merciless, Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas. He took some, took some chances. So I give him a lot of credit. If I had to sit here today and say the overall job that Brian Gutekind's done is, I'd probably give him a B. Because, you know, the, the Jordan Love pick is going to be what he's defined for, and that was a dumbass pick. But everything else he's done has been pretty good. But the late-round draft choices have not filled the bill when it comes to cheap, affordable, quality talent, which is where you really need to stockpile some of these guys. Ron Wolf was really good at that because he may not hit on his first-rounders, but his third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh-rounders, he made them into money. 
and they were never going to get a ton of money. So you could afford to keep those guys, keep them under contract, let them make their millions, but not tens of millions. 877-867-1670, Let's start out uh, on the phones. Let's go to Denny first. Denny, welcome to the program of the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Okay, Bill, yesterday I popped on and I caught your um, little uh, cast that you did in your vehicle. Yeah. I yeah. think at the grocery store, and I think all your listeners should try to listen to that. You could tell it came from your heart, and I agreed with everything you said. And I just had three different things that I wanted to ask you, and I'll, I'll let you comment. Sure. Number one is, is it time for Murphy and maybe Ball to to be done in Green Bay? Uh, number two is all the people that say that uh, love is the answer and we need the money and take the draft picks and run. I think it'll be a free fall from the top of the league to the bottom in just a matter of, of maybe a year or so. And number three I think LaFleur needs to get an offensive coordinator, maybe like Daryl Bevel or somebody, because it's very clear, like when he was with, uh, when McCarthy was a coach, that he can't watch everything. And the 10 men in the field goal, when it was almost blocked, you know, proves that, you know. Right. And I agreed with everything else you said yesterday. Um, I know it came from your heart. And I, just like you, I was stunned. I stayed up. I listened to everything you had to say that night. You know, and um, I think that if we can have Rodgers stay, I'd rather build with a quarterback and let Gutekiss try to get some maybe some free agents, like you said, for some less money and, uh, you know, let those go. I mean, even if Bakhtiari's got to go, because really he's been hurt the last few years, too. You know, I mean, before this, you know. Well, I appreciate the phone call. Let me kind of address some of this stuff. Um, first of all, when you talk about Mark Murphy and Russ Ball, Russ Ball, he's your capologist. And what he did this year was working with Brian Gutekinds to make everything fit. Uh, probably against his own wishes, but he made everything fit. Mark Murphy is the business of football. So when it comes to on the field, Mark Murphy's not making the personnel decisions. Mark Murphy is not doing anything other than what is, let me know what's going on. Let me know what we're doing. Go run the team. He's letting football people be football people. And in the meantime, he's he's building the, the Titletown district. He's making money for this team. He's worried about the stock sale and such. He, he's taking care of all of that. And that's what he's supposed to do. Because you want this team to be viable. Think about this. You've had 30 years. We as fans have had 30 years of quarterback play that's been fantastic and superstar quarterback play. That has built Lambeau Field. If it wasn't for Ron Wolf, Mike Holmgren, Brett Favre, Reggie White, Bob Harlan, the Packers would not be here. Because would that vote have passed to renovate Lambeau Field and make it what it is today? No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it was a slim vote to begin with. Had they not had that success, I don't know if it would have passed. So that alone, those superstars alone, keeping this team viable has kept this team here. So let's start there, the business of football. Secondly, what Bob Harlan did was hand it off to Mark Murphy and said, let football people be football people. Make sure you take care of the business. And Mark Murphy's done that. Whether you like the fact that they built the sledding hill or he's gone down it or Kohler, Lodge Kohler or 
you know, any of the other areas, hinterland or anything up there, they're knocking down houses and building parking lots, whatever. But the bottom line is they're making money. That's what they're supposed to do. I, I don't ever fault them for that because there isn't an owner in Green Bay. If it falls below a threshold, it's in trouble. So stockpile the money. Go for it. Whatever it is you need to do. Okay? So I'm not worried about those two guys. And I'm not really worried about Brian Goodekinst either, to be honest with you. I think he's done a pretty admirable job. The The Jordan Love pick is going to be. That that giant on otherwise a good career, the giant pimple on his ass. That's what it's going to be. He made amends with Aaron Rodgers. He made this season work. He put he gave him everything. Here you go, whatever you need. They manipulated the roster with COVID and injuries and guys coming back. It was it was a masterful thing. They did everything beautifully. The 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 if you want to talk about the pimple on the season, was special teams. Mo Drayton and that special teams unit were terrible all season long. Terrible. When you have guys that don't even know they're supposed to be on the field, and that's your Jets, your only job. Just get the hell out of here. Pack up. Thank you. May be the best human being, the best father, the best Christian, whatever it happens to be. You may be a guy I want to sit down and have a beer with. I may love you, but as a special teams coach, you suck. Go. You got to go. Talk to you later. You're not. You're nowhere near what we need to be successful. You can't put this on your resume. Got to go. Got to go. Uh, and as far as uh, you know, starting to cut dead wood. You know, it's it's going to be tough. There's going to be a bloodletting uh, of personnel on this team, and the question is whether or not guys like they did in Tampa. Some of these aging vets, will these aging vets say, you know what, I'll come back for this. I'll come back and play for this amount of money. I just want to be with a winner. And maybe they all do that. Who knows? I mean, I think I'm, I'm more of a dreamer at this point. But I, I'll say this, for all the people that say, well, Devontae's coming back if, it's, if the money's right. Yeah, but Devontae, if you were listening over the weekend, I don't know if you caught it, uh, the NFL Network uh, on the radio broadcast did an interview with Devontae. And they asked him flat out. And he said, uh, I don't know what the future holds. But I know one thing, my career is not complete if I don't win a Super Bowl, and that's where I want to be, someplace that I have a legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl. So in other words, oh, by the way, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild either. So we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670. We'll get back to the phones when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This portion of the program brought to you by Wisconsin Harley Davidson. I was just out there over the weekend. They got some events coming up and a ton of used inventory. Uh, new bikes are starting to roll in. Uh, got a huge amount of clearance uh, as far as motor clothes go as well uh, out there and getting ready for the uh, 2022 stuff to come in. So if you're looking for something to do and you want to kind of go meander and uh, maybe get your motorcycle fix on, stop into Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com and see all that they have to offer. Good, good stuff from WISHD.com, Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson. Um, you know, again, 
I know people say, well, they made uh, the, the 49ers made it a couple of years ago with Garoppolo. Average quarterbacks. Tell me the average quarter. Tell me the quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl. Tell me the quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl. You start to go through the list and you look at them. I'm not saying you can't do it. What I'm saying is, is it's usually a one-off. It doesn't happen that often. That's my point. Can it be done? Of course it can be done. But to to guarantee the fact that you're going to be into the postseason and you're going to have legitimate shots year in and year out, you got to have a top-quality quarterback. This whole thing, like you're fighting for Jordan Love. Why? Sam wants to fight. You don't know what Jordan Love is. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And don't give me Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was one of the smartest quarterbacks there were. He didn't deliver the football the same way. He had an incredible defense around him, and he was still one of the smartest quarterbacks to play the game. He managed that team. But the guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Right? Trent Dilfer wasn't going to the Hall of Fame. He won one. Joe Flacco wasn't going to the Hall of Fame. I get all of that. But those are few and far between. And in a league in which it now favors the offense, you can put a good defense around a good quarterback. I agree with that. But you're not going to consistently get to a postseason or to a Super Bowl. You're just not. My facts are better than your facts, Sam, period. And I do know what Jordan Love is. Yes, I do. Sam, you you know what? Here's, here you go, Sam. You want to argue with me? Here you go. Put down $1,000 right now with me. And in five years, tell me, tell me how many how many playoff games the Packers are going to win. If you're so damn smart and you want to come after me, put your money where your mouth is. Let's do it right now. Right now. And I guarantee you won't. Because you're just out there spewing and fighting just to fight. You won't do it. Because Jordan Love is not a good quarterback. And you haven't seen anything that would tell you who he is. Nothing. Love is not the answer. You'll gladly do it, Sam. You got my email address. I wanted you to send me uh, send me your information right now. You got my email address. Send it to me right now. Gladly do it. I'll put it down with. I'll do that in a heartbeat. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. How are you? Good. What's up? Uh, well, I've been around... I can remember the first two Super Bowls, and I lived through the desert years of the 70s and 80s, so obviously I don't want to go back there. But at what point do you pull the Band-Aid off and maybe trade Rodgers to get some foundational players? I went to the game the other night. I got the gold package season tickets, and it just the, the big problem was it wasn't even entertaining. I mean, if they had been a high – like one of the other games and they lost at least I'd had some entertainment value, but you know, freezing my boot docks, old boot docks off for that was, <laughs> right. uh, was, was uh, pretty crazy. So I don't know the answer. I mean, obviously they goofed up with a love pick and, uh, you know, we obviously we got far from Atlanta. So maybe, you, I don't know, maybe you look around for something like that, uh, but we can't keep going the way we're going. And, uh, what really bothered me was on the jumbotron they'd be showing Lafleur and he'd be trying to hype the crowd up, and I'm going, you know, I think we got cheerleaders, and so yeah. why aren't you managing the game better? Then uh, so it'll be interesting if if Rogers does leave to see just how good a coach he turns out to be. Right, right. No, I agree with that. I I, I think he. 
I think Matt LaFleur is a really good coach. I just think that in these big moments, he was outcoached. You know what I mean? I, I think in these yeah. big moments, he's been outcoached. And that's been part of the problem. Agree? Yeah, I mean, uh, yep. it seems like I, the last few years, you know, you, you know, you, um, Rogers is going to get you there, but uh, and Rogers, I don't know, he just seems like he's not excited to play anymore or something. I don't know. Right? It's, it's, he's kind of a head case, I think, and and obviously, if you let him go, you're going to now what happens? You know, you got right. the number one pick, you got to play him, and I just I don't know. I don't know where we go from here, but uh, what happened the other night, sitting through that, was uh, pretty disgusting. Yeah, no, not a good game at all. Appreciate the phone call, man. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Lee. Lee, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. Hey, Bill. Um, sad Monday, disappointing, but uh, it's always good to talk to fellow Packer fans and listen, and I'll probably, you know, be able to help calm everyone's blood pressure a little bit, but um, <laughs> I was watching a game with my 10-year-old son who really got into football for the first time last year. And he was really heartbroken and disappointed and a couple of tears because he wants to see our team win. And and I told him, I said, you know, buddy, I says, nothing's going to hurt more than the Super Bowl 32 loss to Denver because, uh, you know, you got there, chance to make history again. And that one to me will always sting the most. And yes, this stings, of course, um, but I'm trying to, you know, there's a lot of little young Packer fans that are watching their dads and their uncles and their older brothers. Um, you know, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. But just remember, you got little eyes watching you. And yeah. um, I think, I think Bill, something that really spoke to me was watching Matt LaFleur's post-game press conference. And being uh, not quite middle-aged yet, but um, watching – the disappointment on him. And I think that he's, he's in his mind and I can only project. Um, he's saying, how can we be repeating the Tampa Bay game over again? Our defense, our defense played championship caliber and they clearly learned something from the last two playoff loss exits. They got better. Mm -hmm. Um, they lost some pieces. They played with injuries. They got some guys back. Our defense rose to the occasion. What worries me about this whole conundrum is the last two playoff games, Aaron has not been himself. Um, he's looked at Devontae way too much, and it's like it's almost like he loses that little bit of swagger he tightens up and I don't know, is the moment getting to him? I don't know if something is not right to me. And I just, I, you, you, you can't, you can't put your thumb on it because it's like, okay, this is like the Tampa Bay game all over again. They can't move the ball and he touches yeah. the ball every play. And it's, right. it's, it, it, you just, I, my wheels kind of turn that way. Of course, special teams. And I'm sorry, coach Drayton, but, Come on, you can't hit. Wow. I mean, that that is that speaks for itself. I understand that. I know that. Um, but I the, the whole conundrum is 
what has happened with Aaron these last two games? You know, regular season, God, he made some beautiful throws this year. Some of these throws that were just like, there's no other quarterback, including Mahomes or Brady, that could make that throw. But well, the pass that he had to Aaron Jones downfield, the rollout to the right and the flick of the wrist, and he dropped it right in the butt, it was a beautiful pass. I, I I won't sit here and say that he, he didn't play, you know, in some aspect somewhat decent. He just he just kind of focused on Devontae, and I just thought the play calling itself was was somewhat suspect. I think they went back to some of the old mm-hmm. bad habits and and whether people want to blame it on Rodgers, it's not, you know, it's not Rodgers. I mean, I, we saw the same thing happen in Kansas City, and Rodgers wasn't under center. Rodgers wasn't even in a damn game. He wasn't even with the team, and people still want to blame Aaron for that, which is stupid. So, to me, he just had a bad game. He did not – he was not the leader of men. He was part of the bad body language of the guys that felt looked felt and looked defeated. That was my issue. Thank you, Chuck. Um Thanks for taking my call, Bill. Have a good show. Be safe. Okay? All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. A lot to get to today on, a, on a, what's considered to be kind of like a Black Monday. Stay tuned. More after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers losing to the 49ers 13-10. Head coach Matt LaFleur after the game Saturday night. You know, we had plenty of opportunities to kind of put that game away. I thought our defense battled their ass off. I thought they competed at the highest level. You know, we had a ton of special teams miscues. Ultimately, you know, give San Francisco a ton of credit. They came ready to play. They came ready to battle. Aaron Rodgers described his feelings on going from the number one seed to one and done in the postseason. A little little numb, for sure. Didn't think it was going to end like this. Uh, You know, disappointed in the offense. Ten points, obviously not enough. The defense, man, played outstanding. Special teams obviously hurt us. The Packers' defense held the 49ers' offense to zero touchdowns and still lost the game. Safety Adrian Amos saying that's hard to process. When you lose games because of, you know, mistakes you you made or, you know, when when you feel like, you know, you should have won, then that that stinks. San Francisco's defense sacked Aaron Rodgers five times and recorded six more quarterback hits. 49ers safety Jimmy Ward on Josh Norman's coverage, preventing a big play to Devontae Adams. Phenomenal play by Josh Norman to come off the bench and make a play like that against Aaron Rodgers, and that was a great throw. He was trying to throw back shoulder, I want to say, and him and Devontae Adams, you know, it's just like Scottie Pippen and Jordan. They make that throw all the time, but not today. So the Packers move into an awesome season of changes in free agency and perhaps the coaching staff while the 49ers face the Rams in the NFC Championship. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan on reaction in the visitors locker room. Oh guys were they were going crazy. They were ecstatic. I mean just that game being in that game uh, the way it went just those elements you know that first drive the way we started that out it didn't seem like it was too hard for them with those elements and after that the defense was unbelievable. That's Kyle Shanahan from Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. 
So out of the Super Bowls that have been won by quarterbacks, out of, what is it now, 55 Super Bowls, 11 have been won by quarterbacks that are not going to be Hall of Famers. Think about that. 55, which means 46 Super Bowls are won by Hall of Famers. And when you talk about some of these guys that are not Hall of Famers, like an Eli Manning, he's gonna not he's not gonna get the vote. Jim Plunkett won two of them, and he is still the debate every year about the numbers he put up and whether or not he should or shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. I get uh, you get a guy like Nick Foles. He's a one-off. Nick Foles isn't even a starter, so it can be done. Absolutely. Go back through the years, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, though, think about this. Joe Flacco went against Tom Brady. Or, excuse me, against Colin Kaepernick. So you had two teams that made it there with solid play. Don't get me wrong. They they had career years out of those guys and really good defenses to back them up. I completely agree with that. But they're one-offs. You had uh, the Seattle Seahawks, one with Russell Wilson. They went back again the next year. They were competitive, and obviously they're tearing it all back down again. Uh, you look at a guy like uh, like Doug Williams years ago. The problem there, he beat uh, John Elway. The problem there was that uh, that he was due too much money and they didn't want to pay him. I mean, that's where I'm going back to. Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl with that Bears defense. We know that defense was unbelievable. Look, if you build that defense, yeah, you can win a Super Bowl. You can get there. But again, that Super Bowl team, I don't know if that team would win in today's day and age. You know why? Because the rules don't favor that kind of play anymore. This is what I'm going to, is the rules have changed. You go all the way back to 2009. When they started to make downfield hand-checking illegal, you can't hit a wide receiver past five yards downfield. Things have changed so much in favor of the offense. So you can get into the argument of Jordan Love. That's fine. But this team isn't heading to a Super Bowl. Not with Jordan Love at the helm. Not unless you spend serious money, defensively speaking, and you hit on everyone. But think about that. Out of out of the 55 Super Bowls, 11 were won. 11 were won by by quarterbacks with great defenses and who were not going to be Hall of Famers. And then you look at the other ones that lost. Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo lost one. He lost against Patrick Mahomes. Jared Goff in and out. Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was good for so many years. And then ever since that Super Bowl, that magnanimous defeat they had, down by 20 or up by 23 and just watched it all get frittered away back in 2016. Cam Newton, he was an MVP and then just dropped off after they got beat by Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Colin Kaepernick, like I mentioned, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, he's a Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. Um, Remember the Rex Grossman game? That was the year that they got there. There's Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon, uh, Kurt Warner, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair. You can get there. You can get. You can run into some luck. You can get that side, the AFC or the NFC. 
good enough, whatever, but you're not going to get there consistently, and you're certainly not going to be consistently a winner in a Super Bowl with a lackluster quarterback. It, it's few and far between. That's my point. Can it be done? Yes. But don't argue with me that, all oh, Jordan Love is the future. He's a one-off. If you get there at all, and I guarantee you're not. Guarantee you're not. Got an hour down, three yet to go. It is a tough, tough Monday. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, we're going to hear from A.J. Dillon. Got Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to join us coming up next. We'll talk with him about what he saw and uh, see if I'm uh, kind of validated in some of my thinking when it comes to the adjustments that were never made. Stay tuned. A lot more coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.